Welcome to The Grow Show, powered by Steel. On The Grow Show, we share ideas, tips, tactics, and insights to help you grow your landscaping business based on our team's 40 years of experience running a landscaping company and working with other owners and their teams to do the same. New episodes are released weekly on Wednesdays. Without further ado, here's your host, Marty Grunder. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever the case may be. This is Marty Grunder from Grunder Landscaping Company and The Grow Show with another exciting edition of, yes, many of you have guessed it by now, The Grow Show powered by Steel. Hey, I hope all of you are doing well. We have another short lesson here today on The Grow Show powered by Steel. And what we're going to talk about today are sales because sales is what makes a company go, folks. Uh, The prettiest of all Ferraris is not going anywhere without some gasoline and and gas is to a car, what sales are to a company. You've got to have sales. So let's talk about ways to stay relevant with three easy ways to keep in touch with prospects and clients. You know, this year is my 39th year in business. And before cell phones and texting and emails, you had it a lot different. You either had to call someone on the phone or go see them or write them a letter to get their attention to maintain a relationship. You didn't have texting. You didn't have Snapchat. You didn't have social media for people to get to know. You didn't have emails to use. So you had to do things differently when I got started in my business. Now, if you're under 35, you're probably listening to me saying, God, that guy is that guy is old. What do you mean you didn't have cell phones? That's just not, it wasn't there, okay? I remember I bought my first cell phone in 1986 or 1987, and I have my iPad here. It was it was bigger than this iPad. It was like a big box, and I carried it with me. And then I progressed into a phone that I had installed in my truck, and, and the horn beeped when the phone was ringing. And I remember one time I slid halfway down a client's front yard in, in the rain trying to get to my phone, only to find out it was a friend calling asking if I want to go to the Reds game, okay? So things have changed a lot. But what hasn't changed, ladies and gentlemen, is the importance of relationships and the importance of a concept that I have talked to many of you that have been following me for years ad nauseum, which is people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And so let's talk about the three ways that you can stay relevant with prospects and clients. And the three ways are you either call, you write them, or you visit. So let's talk a little bit about each one. Why might you call someone? I still think cell phones and then the regular landline like I have here on my desk, which we still have them here, I still think that is a very powerful tool that you can use. Why might you call someone? Well, you would follow up. You would follow up. Maybe you just did a $3,000 cleanup for someone. What I do, folks, is I start a sticky note at the start of each day and I write down the names of the people and I've got mine started already here the names of the people I want to call when I'm driving. Now, I do it safely, okay? I I can't stand people posting videos of themselves traveling. I I do not do that. I have both hands on the wheel. I'm looking straight ahead, but I have no problem calling someone on a check-in. I'm not going to call them when I'm driving if there's an issue. I'm going to be pulled over for that. But if it's a check-in, and most of the times I'm getting voicemail to be blunt, hey, Mrs. Jones, Marty Grunder, I know we just finished a cleanup. I just want to make sure you're completely happy. See if you need anything else. If there's any issue or anything at all, I'll come over. I'll walk around with you. But I just want to make sure you're happy. 
you know, I remember the first time something happened to me that I had someone call me and I was 16. I had a dental procedure and the dentist called me at home to make sure that I was okay. And I still, 40 years later, remember how I felt by that doctor, that dentist calling me to make sure that I, that I'm okay. How would you feel if someone put, they detailed your car at your company and a member of management or even the owner called and said, Hey, Marty, it's Jimmy from Jimmy's Detailing. I want to make sure you're happy with your detailing. I mean, that is smart business. And also when you're doing that, folks, remember there's something you can add on to that. I'm so glad you're happy. Say, if you have a friend or family member that would need their car detailed, would you please send them my way? I'm trying to grow my business. People will help you. All right. And studies have shown people will refer you if you do a good job, of course, but you got to ask. So I think calling someone to follow up after you've done a job is, is a good idea. I think it is good to use the phone to touch base with someone that you haven't talked to in a while. We have three things that we teach our sales professionals here at Grunder Landscaping and at the hundreds, it's probably thousands now of salespeople that we've coached at the Grow Group. And there's three things I think a sales professional needs to do every day. Every day I prospect, every day I nurture, every day I close. So every day I look for someone that I could do business with, I'm prospecting. Every day I nurture, I get a touch on someone. And then every day I close, I got to be trying to close work. Every day I prospect, every day I nurture, every day I close. Well, checking in to see if someone needs something, that call might go like this. Hey, Jim, it's Marty Grunder calling. Sorry, I missed you. I just wanted to drop you a note. See, I drove by your building the other day and I couldn't help but notice there's some things we could help you with. Would there be a time and would you see value in me just stopping by to see you real quick and walk around? Even if you don't want to walk around, I'd be happy to stop by and just see how you're doing. Again, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. So you can use the phone to do a check-in, all right, to stay relevant with someone. Why might you write someone? Okay, so if we're talking about three things, call, write, and visit, gave you a couple examples of the call. Why might you write someone? Why might you write them an email? Why might you write them a letter? Why might you write them a text? Well, think about that. You might write someone a letter thanking them for the business. You might write someone a letter with a survey that's enclosed. You might write someone a letter that restates why you'd like to work with them. You might write someone a letter as a follow-up to an issue that puts in writing in the mail what you're going to do. You might write someone a letter or a handwritten note. We have these little three-by-five cards that I absolutely wear out. And then we have thank you notes that look like this. They have pictures of jobs that we've done, and then they're blank. I send on average five to 10 notes a week. So I'm mailing about 500 notes, anywhere from 250 to 500 notes a year to prospects and clients. This is old-fashioned, folks, and people don't do this anymore. And I think the value of writing notes like that it's very, very powerful. And we, we make it mandatory that our salespeople write notes. When I see someone in the Dayton Business Journal, local paper, I'll write them a note. If I see that they want an award, the local papers here, when they, when it's graduation time, they often print the, the list of the, you know, salatorians and the valedictorians and all the other students. If I see their picture, I'll cut it up and I'll mail it to them. They have like the top 50 women in Dayton. I'll cut out the ones that I know, even some of them that I don't know who they are, like personally, but I've heard of them. I'll write them a note. I'll congratulate them. I'll, I'll include a brochure. So calling can be used for marketing. All right. Do you have a landscaper? Writing can be used for marketing. Do you have a landscaper? You who I'm here. People do business with people they 
know, like, and trust. And I think writing an email, writing a letter makes, makes a lot of sense. Now, texting, I'm going to tell you, like, for example, I fired someone that I did a lot of work with and I got someone new from the same company because I asked her to please not text me her stuff. And she just kept texting me her marketing. Couldn't stop. You know, I didn't want to see, it was a personal thing. I didn't want to get text from her company. I told her to email me. To me, my phone and my text, that is the most intimate form of communication I have aside from taking a phone call. And I don't want texts on things like that. It's just me. I'm not saying that if you do, you're wrong. I'm not saying that at all. I don't care. I'm just telling you that prospects and clients have a preferential format or mode of communication and you need to find out what that is. When you're initially meeting with someone, if they say, go ahead and text me quotes, do this, do that, whatever, then go ahead and do it. I'll tell you what I use text for. I use text for someone I might see at a restaurant, but I don't want to interrupt them. Hey, Jimmy, I saw you over there eating dinner with your wife. I hope you're doing well. It was nice to see you. Have a great day. Hey, Jimmy, congratulations on your brewers beating my Reds last night. How's it going? Okay. So I use them for informal things or if I'm meeting and I'm running late, which try not to be running late. I just feel like I have a really good feel for what to use text with. I do not use text when there is an issue with the client. Do not. If they text me, I'm very unhappy. I don't get in a debate with them. If they send me a text at night, which I'm not going to mislead you. That's happened a few times. Got home from vacation, Marty. Very disappointed. Jim, I'm really sorry to hear that. I will call you first thing in the morning. What time will you take a phone call from me at? Or can I come see you tomorrow first thing in the morning? Texting is for convenience, but we've got to use it in the right fashion. I don't know where I would be with family things through the years without texting. I've got a little texting that I do with my brother and a very good friend of mine, Todd, and we follow the Reds and we have a lot of fun with it. I don't know where I would be without that therapy. So texting certainly has its place, but I think, and, I, and I'm going to maybe be a little bit bad here, I think it's young people that abuse it a little bit more than older folks like me. I think it is a wonderful medium And I know young people get used to texting. So like for me, if I meet with a young person and they want me to text them, guess what? I'm going to text them. Okay. That's part of the psychology of selling is understand what they want and how they want it and go for it. But for me, I don't want to carry on elaborate business discussions over text. I just don't. So we talked about calling. We talked about writing. Why might you visit someone? I think this is where you really have an opportunity to separate yourself from the competition. And it's the hardest thing to do because it takes a lot of time. And I think we get used to emails and texting and, you know, the personal visits have lost their way. And they're just as important today as they were back in 1984 when I started my business. Make a visit to walk a property. Make a visit to drop off a gift or to drop off a quote, to tell them thank you, to walk the site. My youngest child is a boy. It's Grant. And when from the time he was about 8 to 13, I would often take him with me on Saturday mornings and and we would look at jobs and his reward was Waffle House, which I affectionately nicknamed Awful House, but I did eat a lot of Waffle House and we would walk job sites. He had his little Grunder landscaping t-shirt on and we would walk sites and actually Grant was instrumental in selling a ton of work. I mean, who's going to tell a guy walking around with his little boy? No, I mean, it just, it worked well, but we walked a lot of properties. I still walk a lot of properties. One of my favorite things to do is to walk a property and shoot a video. 
20 to 50 seconds. Hey, Tommy, I'm in your yard walking around. Man, the back patio just looks so nice. Thank you for the business. I want to make sure you and Joyce are happy. Let me know if you need anything. Have a great day. It's Marty. Now that video, I might text them. I might do that. And if you think about that, what is that doing? Or what would that do on a commercial site? That's letting your client know that you're thinking about them. It's letting them know that you were there, that you care, that you're present. You're developing a relationship with them. So the visits help a lot, all right? And people do business with people, okay? They're not doing business with a phone or AI or technology or your doppelganger or whatever we want to call it, okay? They're doing business with you. And you have to understand the importance of that. And something I have taught for a long time, and we'll wrap this short session up, I want to see companies that have 41,000 foot deep wells rather than companies have 1,040 foot deep wells. We're looking for deep relationships. And as we have almost tripled the size of our company here at Grunder Landscape in the last three years, we have worked very hard at training the things that that come naturally to me. It, It is my gift. There's a lot of things I'm not very good at, but I'm good at developing relationships. I'm good at business development and teaching our team how to do that. And we are teaching them the call, write, visit methods and why you use them and which method you use and when. We teach them religiously that as a sales professional, every day you prospect, every day you nurture, every day you close. You've got to be in that zone each and every day and you'll find your sales will grow and you'll make a lot more money. So at the end of the day, folks, going to say it again, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And that's a process. So as we wrap it up here on The Grow Show, powered by Steel, who are you going to call, write, and visit this week? If you love what we did today, there's going to be a lot more of this and much, much more in all areas of your business at Grow 2024, Des Moines, Iowa, RJ Lawn Service, February 6th, 7th, and 8th. I hope you'll join us. We'll talk to you next week on The Grow Show. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Grow Show. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and head to growgroupinc.com for more information and resources to grow your landscaping business. A special thanks to the folks at Steel, whose support makes this podcast possible and whose reliable handheld power equipment makes our jobs easier daily. We'll talk to you next week.